welcome to yet another anime podcast. Just who the hell do I think I am? I'm Ninja Boy, and I'm yet another anime podcast host. So yes, I'm back with a late episode. Uh, between needing to put in uh, extra work on my non-podcast uh, side of my life to get things done before the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, and you'll know if you've been following my Twitter that there's been a lot of drama in the Super Smash Brothers community, the free, free Melee movement. Uh, you know I've been kind of distracted from anime lately, so I haven't had a chance to sit down and record an episode. Um, you know, frankly, I'm still trying to catch up with most of my seasonal shows going on right now. I've actually dropped a couple more than I wasn't planning to, uh, just to try to keep things manageable. Um, I do have another episode planned to come out this coming Friday about Netflix anime. Uh, but in the meantime, I did want to make make it up to you guys and catch up with a relatively short episode. Um, I figured I'd just talk, you know, kind of freeform about my my anime list profile and also my scoring system, which I've kind of alluded to, but never really broken down exactly how it differs from the my anime list system. So for some context, uh, my first anime I remember watching was back in the 90s when I was living in the Philippines, which was something like Digimon, Pokemon, a mix of Digimon, Pokemon, and some of the old robot romance trilogy like Voltus V, uh, which I never really understood since it was actually in Tagalog. Um, this was before my anime list, but those you know those were kind of like my first early anime. Um, then you know around 2000, I moved to the states, um, and I never actually really watched anime on TV uh, because we didn't really have access to Cartoon Network, and thus didn't have access to uh, got to the uh, Toonami, Adult Swim, um, which I don't think my parents would have let me stay up to, to watch those shows anyway, um, and so I had to focus on schoolwork. Um, anyway, we've got internet around middle school in the mid-2000s. I didn't really get into watching anime and, you know, downloading fan subs of, you know, the big three Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. Um... I ended up, you know, more read manga scan license online. Um, I did go to some parties, uh, some Filipino parties where, you know, people were watching anime. I definitely remember at one point watching the release, uh, the the uh, Choji fight from Naruto uh, with the butterfly wings. That was, you know, pretty at, at, at one Halloween party, I think. Um but yeah, I also watched a lot of anime when I would go back to the Philippines, um, and you know they had anime dedicated channels there, and so I would watch some some anime there. Um, again, some of them were in English, some of them were in Filipino. Um, Eventually, you know, I started finding uh, episodes online, you know, when I was around high school, um, and I continued kind of following those series along uh, in 2010 when I went off to college, um, and especially as more streaming platforms became more and more of a thing, um, and, you know, I found, you know, the sites that shall not be named where, you know, pi piracy of anime was a thing, that's kind of where I started off. Um, now, you know, I'm a little bit more established, I'm actually paying for my anime services now, um, and that's kind of where I am at now, and the majority of the anime I have been watching, you know, in my my anime list have been from the 2000 and 2000, 2010s. Um, now, you know, I have been on and off with watching anime in my adult life, you know, kind of depending on how much work I have, uh, you know, at given points in time. And at, at, some, at different points, I actually had multiple different accounts for my, my anime list, which I would just forget I actually had a previous one. Uh, when I was starting this podcast, I actually went back and found all of those old lists and consolidated them best I could um, and rescored everything, kind of using my current scaling system and modern sensibilities of what I look for in anime. Frankly, there are a lot of shows on those old lists I don't even remember actually watching, uh, which is pretty interesting. 
So if you listen to my episodes where I kind of where I grade the anime I've completed in each seasonal cycle, you know I use a rating scale out of five. Um, three is an average, completely average, so it's competent, it's enjoyable, um, it satisfies most basic technical requirements you'd want for an anime, um, even if there are you know some flaws. But on the on the flip side, there isn't really anything about it that stands head and shoulders above you know its competition. Uh, a four would be a show that is above average. You know maybe one or two areas it's particular particularly well done. Maybe in the storytelling, maybe in the animation, um, and you know. It, but in, there could also be some places where it's still lacking in one category. Um, just because it has flaws doesn't mean it can't be a, a, an above average show. On the flip side, a two would be a below average show uh, where most of its you know categories aren't quite up to the standard I would look for in a modern anime. Um, but maybe you know there are one or two bright points that keep me from signing it from signing it off to the dropped oblivion that make me want to continue on with the show and could even recommend it given the right circumstances to somebody else. And there could be even just some element of enjoyment even if the technically it's not as well done. And going back on the positive side of things, a five out of five would be you know the top echelon of shows. Um, this doesn't necessarily mean a show is perfect with no flaws. Um, you know, if it's super super enjoyable and is you know competently well done, that could easily put it into a five, even with a few detracting elements. And then on the flip side, you know, it could even be uh, something that you know I maybe I didn't enjoy the show um, for my personal taste, but I can at least acknowledge that on a technical level and not lose the forest for the trees. And this is a well-done, well-crafted show. It's just maybe not my particular taste, but even I can you know, put aside my biases uh, to, to create something as a five. Um, usually, you know, one of the things I think sets a five above the others is that uh, there's usually some sort of so, some thematic subtext, so deeper meaning to the show that can be unraveled, um, which is, frankly, I guess a little bit biased, one of my favorite parts of storytelling. Um, another bias I have is that I come from, you know, I, I have a bit of a hobby in video production to some degree uh, and so kind of the elements of behind the scenes right so I, I place a lot of extra focus on production quality of anime um, in addition to you know the typical stuff you look at for story and, and characters arc right like a show can is, is super super well done you can definitely I'm a little bit more biased toward those kinds of shows would have you know really well done animation and production quality um you know, uh, as opposed to one that's like, if it's just enjoyable, just for enjoyable, so I can enjoy those, but you know, it, it takes a lot more for that for me to, to rate those highly. On the opposite of the spectrum from the fives are the ones, uh, which are frankly shows I can't really recommend to anyone watch in good faith. Uh, frankly, most of these are from my early years of watching anime when I was uh, pretty stubborn about seeing things through to the end, and in hindsight, I probably should have spared myself. Um, the goal of my one-episode reviews each season is to spare both you, the listener, and myself uh, from go- the pain of going through, th- through the one. So ideally, there aren't a lot of ones. You know, Usually, there can be something redeeming, which would, you know, if there's something redeeming about the so it usually will at least get a two. Now, my anime list, or Mal, uh, has a 10-point scale as opposed to uh, my 5-point scale, and I don't use half points in my rubric, so how do I translate my scale to Mal's? Uh, well, you know, I could do the simple and easy route of just adding some base number, either 5 so that my score goes from a 6 to a 10, um, or 4 so that it goes from a 5 to a 9, and my average score of 3 maps to Mal's you know, supposedly average score of 7, which is you know, what most shows end up getting. That doesn't feel quite right to me, as you know, there are some shows that have ones that I definitely don't want to be giving like a five to on my man my anime list. Um, I could have simply you know doubled the score so that you know one maps two, two maps to four, and so on, with five mapping to ten. But then I would have about fifty shows or so that maps to a ten out of ten, and that felt a little bit too generous for you know something that should be a perfect ten anime. 
So I ultimately opted for doubling the score and then subtracting one. So this way, one, a one out of five maps to a one on Mal, a two out of five maps to a three on Mal, uh, a three out of five maps to a five on Mal, which you know ma marks with a point where, I, in my belief, that a five out of ten should be an average score as opposed to the seven. Uh, a four out of uh, four out of five maps to a seven, um, which is you know above average, uh, and then a five out of five maps to a nine. So you know this gives me the option to elevate a select number of shows to for my personal ten out of tens or a five plus, so to speak. In in my mind, these are animes that have what it takes to be a five out of five, but then due to some personal circumstance, personal significance of that show in my life, they have a special place in my heart that just elevates them above my my the rest. It's nothing really objective. This is all purely subjective of you know what this show significantly means to me and this personal significance that makes a show a ten out of ten. I think in my mind that's what makes a show. A ten out of ten, you know, so it could be completely personally, you know, objectively an uh, an excellent show. If it doesn't quite resonate with me personally, um, I can't really give it a ten out of ten. Um, or even if it does personally resonate, but you know, doesn't have that special connection that some other shows have, you know, it doesn't feel fair for me to put them on the same level. So looking at my stats, I have about 587 anime on my my anime list, not counting shows that have yet to be released, uh, mostly in the upcoming uh, uh, winter season that I have planned already. Uh, this includes OVAs and specials and movies, uh, including a fair number of Pokemon movies that I watched as a kid. Uh, I've completed uh, about 362 shows and dropped 177 shows, with about 16 being currently followed and about 32 in that limbo of on hold. I still have to figure out what I'm doing exactly with my on hold shows. I only rate shows that I have completed, so out of the 360 shows I have finished, only 14 uh, or 3.8% uh, have a 1 out of 5. Uh, 79 or 21.8% have about a 2 out of 5. 102 or 28.2% have a 3 out of 5 average, uh, 118 or 32.6% have a 4 out of 5, 44 have a 12 point or about 12.2% have a 5 out of 5, which is about a 9 out of 10 on Mal, and then only one, only 5 or about 1.4% of all my anime have a 5 plus or a 10 out of 10 on Mal. Uh, this works out so that my average score of my on, on the Mal 10 point scale is a 5.62, which is pretty good if I want uh, you know somewhere in the five six range or three out of five on my average score uh, to be my average score. Um, I am leaning a little bit more generous, you know, with you know the most scores going to an above average anime. Um, but you know, I think I could I think that I could positively spin it that I'm choosing to stick with good anime more than I am with bad ones. You know, if I see a bad anime, I'm just not going to spend spend my time watching it, and so that's why I tend to. Favor more positively rated above average shows than you know below average shows. Um, I am also pretty happy with only about one percent of my anime getting a perfect ten out of ten. As again, I don't want to be too loose with that score. Um, I also, you know, am am thinking that you know, looking at these numbers, I think part of it is that uh, my anime list breaks it out to have multiple seasons. Uh, you know, so you know, longer running shows that kind of have all the same score more or less. Uh, kind of you know, inflate some of these categories, right? Like if I have a bunch of um, if I have a bunch of Pokemon anime that's like you know, three out of five average, you know, average movie maybe two out of five uh that's adding a lot of bulk to those well if i were to take the pokemon franchise as a whole under one uh that's a little bit different so anyway what are my 10 out of 10 anime uh which I, again there are only five of them so i can actually talk about them here 
I don't want to go too deep into everything about these shows since I'm likely going to do individual episodes on each one of them. But I think it's worth noting, you know, where the what these shows are and how they've helped define me as an anime watcher. So probably to the surprise of no one, Cowboy Bebop is in my top five, you know, a 10 out of 10 score. I mean, Spike is the avatar I use for this podcast cover art, and I end each show with a bang. Uh, on Mal, it's averages out to an 8.79 out of 10 for the 25th highest rated show of all time. Now, unlike most other watching anime fans, like I said, I didn't get into Bebop because I was watching Adult Swim. Uh, if you listen to my Shinichiro Watanabe episode, you'll know I first binged through Cowboy Bebop in my college dorm basement, the English dub, uh, over a, one spring break when I couldn't travel due to my spring al- allergies. Uh, so all my friends were you know, off going to the beach or whatever, I was just kind of like stuck in the dorm and I just decided to just binge some anime. Um, and, you know, all the while, I, I talked a lot about the show in that episode, but, you know, there were all the technical elements there, right? It has great animation quality, it has a great, amazing soundtrack, uh, character development up the wazoo, and just oozes cool and style. And the episodic nature really is, you know, while a lot of people say they like anime because of the long-running serial nature of it, as opposed to the more contained episodic stories, I think Cowboy Bebop has an episodic quality, but in a way that really contributes to a larger overall narrative which is something i think not a lot of anime do as well i think you know kind of these kino's journey type adventure stories or like in this season uh, wandering with elena where you see one character going through and learn lessons about life by meeting in- individual people i think that that really resonated with me um, and, and contributes to a lot of why i like those kind of shows now uh, I think the reason this has a special place in my heart is the mastery at which it explores the idea of what growing up and being an adult means and how the, you know life isn't always fair and you kind of make do with what you've got um, to the best of your ability and you know you how you move through a world isn't going to coddle you um, and how everyone in the world has a story to them that may or may not all, always be obvious which is you know something I love about podcasting. Plus, you know, there's another college connection as well. You know, my college we work through dance through a remix of the opening theme song Tank, so you know, I can't always help but jam out the new seatbelts. Uh, in any case, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that Cowboy Bebop is one of my 10 out of 10 anime. Next up on my 10 out of 10 list is another popular favorite that should be no surprise if you listen to the show's, uh, the show's opening intro, uh, Terran Topa Gurren Lagan, uh, which on my anime list is the 49th most popular show with an 8.67 out of 10. It's definitely due for a full episode at some point in the future, but the backstory on what this anime means to me is again tied to my college days. I had a friend, Nick, who wasn't really much of an anime fan at all, still isn't, but he knew I liked anime and invited me to watch quote-unquote the only anime he had ever enjoyed. So one evening, instead of doing homework, myself and my friend group all gathered on his couch as he went to Netflix and turned on the first episode of this crazy show in its English dub form. And I was hooked. Over the next couple of weeks and months, we would make our way through the 26-ish episodes, uh, the two-core series. You know, I didn't have Netflix of my own at the time, so I had to rely on him to watch it. 
and it'd be something we would do just to spend time together as friends. Maybe we do it before doing homework, maybe before or after dinner, or you know, maybe my roommate and I, who didn't live with Nick, would you know go after finishing by the library, uh, our homework at like one in the morning, head over to Nick's place, watch an episode before going back to our apartment, uh, our dorm, to catch some sleep. As much as Tenga Topangurin Lagan is tied to my memory of my friends, which you know I think is enough to see why it has significance to me personally, uh, I also can't deny that the ridiculous production quality with the signature Gainax style has made me a fan of anything they or Studio Trigo has done since, including the wildly spiraling out of control storyline uh, that somehow work pulls together for maximum hype. You know, add on things like, you know, with, Cow- like with Cowboy Bebop, a thematic message of the human drive to overcome whatever challenges are put before you, either through willpower or, more importantly, through the help of your friends around you. You know, there was a reason when I visited Japan, uh, the only merch I really wanted to get from Akihabara was a Gurren Lagan mech figurine, uh, which I have on my desk right now. Plus, you know, if I ever get a tattoo, it's definitely going to be a drill from the show. Again, I may be a bit of a basic bits, but you know, another one of my favorite 10 out of 10s is the highest, highest rated anime on my anime list, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which sits at a 9.22 out of 10. But for good reason, I think. Uh, I don't remember when I was first introduced to the Full Metal Alchemist franchise of a whole. Uh, it may have been reading the manga at my public library and then later the old scanlation site onemanga.com. Uh, in fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Full Metal Alchemist was the first ongoing series that released in Japan. Uh, you know, that was releasing in Japan as I was reading it, that I actually finished uh, as the final ep- chapter came out in Japan. You know, as opposed to an older series like Death Note that I already completed, and I kind of binged through completely. Uh, it made me more of a fan of Hiromu Arakawa's works, including her following series Silver Spoon. But I also could have been, I'm not sure, I also could have been introduced to Full Metal Alchemist when I was visiting the Philippines, you know, between high, middle and high school and watching the original 2003 uh, series on TV there. Um, I'll always be a fan of the opening uh, credits, uh, opening theme song, Ready, Steady, Go. Uh, in any case, I definitely remember watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood as it came out over the course of my senior year of high school, before streaming platforms were a thing. This is one of the shows where I first started, you know, looking up pirated uh, versions of the episodes with fan subs. And I'm, even though I don't remember exactly how I found them. Uh, again, I also remember watching the finale episode, much as, as Fullmetal Alchemist was the first manga I actually read to completion as it was airing. The final episode of Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood aired when I was on a vacation in the Philippines between high school and college. And I really remember you know, seeing that complete story that I had read in the manga play out for me on TV, just hit differently. And I remember feeling a market shift in my appreciation for anime and being thankful to be around for that moment in time where I could watch you know, this finale quote-unquote live uh, in this medium. And it really changed my appreciation for what anime as a medium could do, which I think is uh, one reason it's so significant for me. 
And again, thematically, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, again, aside from the production quality, which is top-notch, of course, it left its mark on me, with, you know, my biggest takeaway being the idea of equivalent exchange, saving much of my idea on my adult life, on, like, what I put into my life is what I'm going to get out of it, and also emphasizing the relationships I had with others as Edward and Alphonse do on their journey. In particular, I think this is really the show, you know, aside from intensely Avatar The Last Airbender, that I bonded with my siblings the most, who are also big fans of the show. Um, you know, my brother and I have like a have a kind of Edward Alphonse relationship, and then my sister, I remember, uh, made me a uh, Alphonse hat at one point. So, um, you know, that's definitely a, a very significant one just for the memories I have with my, my siblings there. <laughs> Now, perhaps the biggest overrated 10 out of 10 in my list is Log Horizon, uh, which on Mal is has an 8.01 as opposed to my 10 out of 10, and is uh, 516th in most popular. Now, what did it do to set it set apart for, for me personally? Ironically enough, you know, looking back, I don't think I really consider myself a gamer in the same way as many people who probably played Log Horizon and, and love Log Horizon do. I never was into World of Warcraft or any other MMORPGs, uh, even though for a good part during you know my college years, I kept up on all of the gaming news, even without having a console of my own, really. And I'm certainly not the first. It's certainly not the first to do the trapped in the game genre. You know, uh, Sword Art Online came out around the same time, if not a little bit beforehand. I think what for me sets Log Horizon apart is the way how it tackled the now popular isekai genre on a different axis. You know, at the time in 2013, the other big popular isekai was Sword Art Online. Uh, and while I've come, you know, in recent years to appreciate Sword, Line, Sword Art Online for what it is, what it's done for the community, and you know, appreciating how my perception of it has changed over time, it's not actually not as bad as I thought it was. You know, at the time in 2013. Uh, I felt that Log Horizon just ran with the genre a lot better. You know, the premise of being trapped in the game was actually what Log Horizon dug into deeply in all of its nooks and crannies. Whereas, you know, Soda Online, in my opinion, in the early season, kind of used the setting of the trapped in the game to, you know, have a larger story of wistful fulfillment that Kirito, Jesusken, uh, and Asuna would be able to fulfill. Whereas here, you know, you got into the nitty gritty of all of the mechanics and in depth stuff of log horizon kind of in the same way that you would you know with hunter hunters nen system or the you know chakra system of naruto like these in-depth granular gritty mechanical systems of log horizon are really what got me and i think it's kind of contributed in a roundabout way to my appreciation for other genres now right like i really love manga about the process of making manga like sirobako or i love you know anime about um, about cooking or sports to some degree, right? Where they get really into the mechanics of cooking or mechanics of the sport or whatever niche hobby it is. Where people go deep dive into mechanics, I think I can trace back to Log Horizon as being kind of one of the first anime to really do that for me and show me that if you can dig, there's a lot of depth to be found in the intricacies of, of whatever it is you're passionate about, be it something as quote-unquote insignificant as a game, right? And, you know, I think maybe another part of it was that the idea that, you know, in FSAO, the superior strength of Kirito was the defining factor in his willpower. 
I think, you know, me being maybe a little bit cringy, you know, the, the idea that I don't need to be strong, I just need to have my wits and cunning and a little ingenuity and a plan would lead to success more than brute strength would, right? Like kind of, um, you know, the way that Surya and his, his, his guild, you know, kind of operate and kind of this cunningness, I think, is what I wanted to emulate. Um, you know, on top of that, something I did appreciate from Twitter Online, even from the beginning, that I, I think as Log Horizon did equally as well, if not even better, is the idea that online relationships are just as important as meat space, quote unquote, meat space in real life relationships. Uh, real in quotes. You know, while I don't have the MMO background, you know, I still found valuable. Uh, I still found valuable um, relationships online. You know, my 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 now wife. I was you know in a relationship at the time uh, on through primarily an online relationship. I, we had met as online friends, um, and you know, I was about to graduate college and move away from many of my classmates. And our friendships would now become largely digital and virtual, and you know, through through online interactions. So the idea that you know these friendships, these relationships that we have, are just as meaningful online as whatever happens in person. I think really resonated with. Me and something I still hold dear to now um, through both Log Horizon and, and Sword Art Online. Plus, you know, I got to give Log Horizon props for introducing me to Man with a Mission and that banging opening database that was so good that when it came back for a second season, they didn't change it. Um, I'm a bit sad that the upcoming season three in January, they won't have it repeat for a third time as the opening. But hey, we get a third season in January, so I couldn't be more excited for that. My final 10 out of 10 is actually anime, it's actually a film, not a TV show. It's Kimi no Nawa, or Makoto Shinkai's Your Name. It's the most recent addition to my list, and again, another pretty popular show, um, being the 11th highest rated show on my anime list with an 8.99 out of 10. Now, I'll actually say that Your Name is not the best anime film out there, objectively. It's not even, it's not even the best anime film from 2016. Um, I was lucky enough to watch a silent voice, Koed no Katachi, uh, within a few weeks of Your Name coming out uh, here in New York back in 2016. And I would say that on an objective, you know, technical scale on all axes, right? Um, soundtrack, the animation, the especially the character writing and the storytelling, I think Korinoto Katachi is, is an objectively stronger show. In fact, on my anime list, Korinoto Katachi clocks in at one place above your name with at number 10 uh, top anime of all time with a 9.01. So why is, a your, why is your name 10 out of 10 on my list, while Korinoto Katachi, while being a 5 out of 5, only I have as a five, 9 out of 10? What's just the personal significance that elevates your name for me? I can't really put a firm finger on it, but there's just something about the film that makes it endlessly rewatchable and relatable for me. I tend to watch movies in theaters only once, and I can only count on one hand the times I've seen a film multiple times uh, where I willingly put my own money down. Not just because I was going with family or whatever, but I made the decision I'm going to pay to see this film in theaters again. Uh, one was Bong Joon-ho's Best Picture winning film Parasite. Uh, two were both Guardian of the Galaxy films, um, and one was Your Name. That's something I believe I watched it at least two, if not three times in theaters with different groups of friends. Uh, plus, not to mention, you know, countless times that I've, I've gone back and watched it on my own, you know, at, on home media. So, while Koino Katatsi is arguably a better film, I think Your Name 
is the more enjoyable film, and it's one of the most enjoyable I've seen in a long time. I think maybe, you know, I, I'm nostalgic a little bit for the freedom I felt at a time in my life watching, you know, a couple of years out of college, um, and I think that's like in my head when I watch. Um, I don't know, there's a sense of nostalgia about it, I think, that even if I didn't go at the same time, there's just something about it, and, you know, there is obviously the relationship theme of, you know, relationships that can transcend time and distance and, and whatnot that I think I'm a bit of a sucker for. Um, plus, you know, that Rad Room soundtrack, especially Zen Zen Zense. Uh, Zen Zen Zense was actually uh, my morning, on my morning commute playlist for like a year. Um, anyway, that is my anime 10 out of 10s. Uh, I think there were a few common things I can... Looking back, I can I can identify uh, most of them. In fact, all of them I think have taught me a lesson about how to connect to people, right? Um, how to connect to other people, the importance of other people in my life, um, as well as you know. Also, many of them have the theme of empowering oneself to you know make a difference in the world in whatever way I can. All of them, you know, tie into a particularly formative period in my life in the limited time I've had on Earth. Be it you know my time in high school to just getting to college to just graduating college to just after college, right? Um, and you know, it's like it's and all of them are also accentuated by you know, sounds memory is very important. I think to have great emotional res- resonance with us, and I think the music in these shows, you know, really tied to me, re- resonate with me, with me personally as well. Um, plus, you know, they all are so I think some potential of what the medium of anime can be um, to tell great stories in different formats um, and and impact meaningful themes beyond kind of just passive enjoyment. Right? There's there's some greater you know there's some greater art to what these anime do beyond. Um, not to say that other you know five out of five shows I have don't do that, um, but that's definitely like a minimum requirement I think for a show to be elevated. I'm curious to see what defining anime of this coronavirus period and beyond will become you know, 10 out of 10s for me. Maybe I'll go back and retroactively watch, look at some other shows and elevate some of them. Um, you know, as I know, I, I, I think an early contender might be uh, Keep Your Hands Off Eizoku-ken Ken uh, from Masaki Yuasa, but you know, we'll have to see how that ages with a little bit of time. You know, as I noted, at some point in the future, you, can, you could probably expect a full episode on each of these series at some point. Anyways, to you know, some other five out of fives I wanted to call out that have I have no not as ten out of ten, but five out of five on my list. That I think you should consider checking out. Uh, you have classics, you know, Evangelion, Ghost in the Cell, Steins Gate, Samurai Champloo. Um, you also have some films from you know from Studio Ghibli, from Mamoru Hosoda, um, even, especially the Digimon films. I, I gave the the for early Digimon films like a five out of five. Um, you know, for I, I think I'm going to stick with those actually. Um, but you know, aside from Momoko, so also the Satoshi Kon films, um, and then there are some modern classics. You know that are I'm pretty close in line with what my anime list thinks. You know, Barakamon, Your Lie in April, Shirobako, Death Note, or Death Parade, Mob Psycho 100, the aforementioned Ezekoden Ken, and Kaguya Summer. You know, these are in the eight nine range uh, on you know high eight range on Mal. Um, and then there are some personal five on fives that I'm I'm I may personally be overrating compared to the rest of Mal. These have a deviation of you know more than one so if i'm scoring them at nine out of ten these are you know at least less than an eight make seven point something um decadence from the most from you know the most recent uh summary season uh, i gave a five out of five uh the sort bookseller honda san i found pretty relatable and, and enjoyable uh kekai sensen um i just really love it for being an anime about living in the city um I, even though i don't have aliens living here in new york
Park, um, Power of God from the, I believe, the spring season. Um, Lillowitz Academia, I think it's just like a perfectly condensed, you know, short film. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt, just for, I think the music on that just alone pushes it to a ten, 5 out of 5. Um, Saint Onisan, you know, Young Saint Man, is just one of the great, best comedies I've ever seen in short, short film. Um, and then, you know, Shinichi Watanabe's Space Dandy. You know, a lot of people didn't like the first season, but I love uh, Space Dandy. And, you know, I definitely want to give that a rewatch again. Um, and also, as I mentioned in pa- in past episodes, the final Alicization arc of Sword Art Online, I've given a ten out of a 5 out of 5 or a 9 out of 10 Um just because I think it really ties together everything that sort of online wanted to be and wants to do um, in a in a pretty positive way. So yeah. Um, anyway, to wrap out the episode, a few other stats from Anime Plus, uh, which is what I'm using to get these additional stats from that stand out about my watching habits. My top genres, going by weighted score, uh, are psychological, sci-fi, space, drama, and seinen, uh, with an honorable mention for Mecca, um, which I guess kind of tracks uh, pretty well with, you know, Cowboy Bebop, definitely a space, sci-fi, um, you know, uh, Tengen Lagen, you know, sci-fi, space, uh, Mecca, um, you know, Log Horizon, maybe a little bit more on the sci-fi side of things. I think, uh, you know, Your Name is considered a sci-fi, um, and then Full Metal Alchemist, you know, uh, not really sorry. If that really fits any of these, but you know, maybe psychological. I'm not sure. Um, and then my favorite studios in order are Madhouse, uh, Gainax, Bones, Trigger, and A1 Pictures, uh, with an honorable mention for Production IG and Comics Wave. Um, according to according to Anime Plus, uh, my recommended next anime are Outlaw Star, Trigun, Gunbuster, Megalobox, Fully Cooly, and Perfect Blue, which you know seem to track as these are also as I you know definitely have time on watching at some point in the future. In any case, uh, let me know what you think of my my anime list after taking a look at it. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes as always. Um, and yeah, feel free to send me your my anime list so I can take a look and comment on it. Uh, you can do that on Twitter at yetanoanimepod or via email at yetanotheranimepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow my my anime list at ninjaboy333, a uh, boy with an I. Uh, and a link again will be to that in my show notes as well as iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play links uh, where you can leave a review or the, on one of those stores on Podchaser.com. Intro and outro music is provided by Suichi Sakagami at Tandes.com. Editing and production is provided by Ninzaboy Media. That's it for this episode. We air on the first and third Fridays of each month, uh, hopefully on time. Uh, later this week, I'll have another episode releasing where I talk about anime in Netflix jail. Until then, see you, Space Cowboy. Bang. <laughs>